0: Uh, uh, <coughs> we praise Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We send peace and blessings upon uh, our beloved messenger, Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa upon his family, his companions, uh, and those who follow them until the end of time. Uh assalamu alaikum, everybody. It's great to see uh, everybody here. Alhamdulillah. Uh, welcome to the uh, ICNYU. Um, it's like awesome to have your presence and want to let you know like we value uh, value your participation in, in our center. Um, we've been reading um, from uh, Ibn al Josi's critical commentary on Al Ghazadi's work. Um, which is the revival of religious sciences and uh, we began the introduction on knowledge, cognition, how people acquire knowledge the goal of knowledge, the purpose of knowledge, the etiquettes of knowledge, the etiquettes of the teacher the etiquettes of the student Um, and then we went to the, the last half of the book which begins with... I have a deep voice, sorry, and I have like a cold, so I'll do my best. Um, and, and then we, we went to the last half of the book, which talks about the destructive qualities. And then the last part of the book talks about uh, important qualities to, to acquire. Um, is that better? Yeah. Awesome. Great. No problem. I just hope it lasts. So, um, we talked about the first was afatul lisan, like the dangers of speech and how uh, certain types of speech can harm our heart. And we learned something uh, quickly that what has been prohibited in Islam has systemic, bene- has systemic harm, right? Very rarely does it just harm the person, but it has kind of an effect on the world and the environment around him or her. The Prophet, sallallahu he taught us to be aware of like two environments, right? Our spiritual relationship with Allah and our relationship with people and things around us in general. When he was asked, what are the things that are going to take people to paradise? Like, what are the two, what are some of the easiest ways to get to paradise? He said, Taqwa Allah wa husnu khuluq Right? To be mindful of God and to, be, and to have good character with other people. Sallallahu alaihi wa Tonight, uh, we're going to continue, and he takes kind of an exit on the highway, if you will. And he he talks about two things uh, which are really the keys to developing bad habits. And the first one is shahwatul batan, is hunger, or like the appetite, excuse me. And we're going to take this a little differently, because I feel like if, if we just read like this book, Like, you could read it at home. (laughs) Like, no reason to come and hear someone read a book to you. I didn't write the book either. I'm not going to make any money off selling it outside. So, that also doesn't work for me. But I I try to push myself to think if if this author was alive today, um, where would this discussion take that person? So, when we start to talk about one of the greatest threats to humanity is consumption. And we see zuhud as Sufism, as an act of spiritual resistance to many different types of things in the world. Right? Zuhud means to be disciplined, to be away from opulence, to not be wasteful. Where, where is it like when a student told me today that in the academy she can only find one article written by a Muslim on reducing your carbon imprint on society, living in a way that doesn't harm the environment, what would al ghazari say today? What would Ibn al say today? But most importantly, what will you say to today? I don't like how we outsource religious responsibility to ulama. I have to live my faith within the context of my environment. But what we'll talk about today is um, not only like the spiritual impact of diet, how we eat, but also ways that we can live as believers in the grocery store. What kind of decisions can we make at restaurants um, that align with our spiritual values? Uh, we, sister, I'm sorry, I forgot your name, but you got me on the wrong train, so I forgive you. Yeah, so it's all good. It's all good. Sorry. No, it's okay. actually I caught myself before I got on. I emailed you an ap- apology. No, don't worry. No. Come on, you have to apologize, but. We were, we were talking on the way to the wrong train that I chose, right? Um, I affirm. Right, yeah, so. Um, about, like, ideas of critical theory, right, in the academy, but then, like, how does Islam look at certain things from, like, a meta-logic? So, what happens when we read these books, because one of the dangers of tasawwuf is it makes people selfish. That's why some of the Mashiach used to say, like, if your solve, has you constantly just focusing on yourself, then your solve is wrong. Right? But the idea to work on oneself to become, yes, to solve? to solve like, you know, working on your heart, developing your spiritual uh, capacity, being more spiritually uh, alert, being w- woke spiritually. Um, if that is simply leading me to think about myself all the time, it's kind of a problem. Whereas it should be to think about how I can become a better citizen, like a better neighbor, better husband, better wife, better person. So Imam Ibn al says something powerful about hunger. He says, or, or excuse me, I'm looking in Arabic and thinking in Arabic, so forgive me. He's talking about appetite. And he says, مِنْ أَعْظَمَ الْمُهْلِكَاتِ He says that the appetite is one of the greatest ways to destroy yourself spiritually. What he means is an uncontrolled appetite, right? We know the Prophet said when you see shuha like when you see people just following their appetite like for money, for, for wealth, for whatever, right? That's, that's a concern. Gluttony, like spiritual, financial gluttony is what he's talking about. And he says something really incredible. I underlined it. He said, He said, here the desire for food is one of the greatest keys to suffering spiritually and being destroyed and then check out what he says فَبِيْهَا أُخْرِجَ آدَم مِنَ الْجَنَّةِ أَخْرَجَ excuse me because it was, it was the notion of fulfilling the need for hunger that caused Adam to leave paradise so again our tradition how it engages consumption, responsible consumption. Don't come close to this tree. Right? The very first challenge we see is a challenge of consumption. And one of the things that I find frustrating is like, someone that like, has a background in biology or an environmental specialist will come to me like, you said this wrong, you said this wrong. Look, I'm a, I'm a sheikh, man. Like, if you read Ghazali, I'd be like, you said, wrong, you said this 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 wrong. But what I believe is we need to inspire each other to both work better in our spheres. We had an imam training event last week, and one of the things we talked to them about was, like, being good listeners. Right? Listening listening to, to people and benefiting from them. So if I make some mistakes here, let me know. I'm, I'm happy, but... Uh, take it easy a little bit, you
1: know. <laughs>
0: But he says, Fabiha Akhraja Adam al Jannah SubhanAllah. The appetite is what Shaitan used uh, to take Adam from Jannah. And then he says that the, the, the stomach, at least from a spiritual ethical component, is really the catalyst for potential evil, as seen through like Islamic spiritual ethics. and that's why he uses the word mujahada he said that the appetite demands jihad like you really have to fight yourself jim carrey right one time already said like what lies between me and paradise is saying no to opening the fridge at 2 in the morning right? like that's what he means like that kind of discipline right it's not it's not easy but then he mentions some hadith of the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam One of them is related by Bukhari where the Prophet said يَأْكُلُ مُسْلِمُ فِي مِعْنُ وَاحِدُ that a Muslim eats like with one intestine this is a metaphor whereas someone who has completely rejected the hereafter eats with seven the idea is that and Imam Zarqashi says something beautiful in explaining this hadith he said it means the complete believer like someone who has reached complete iman will be careful about consumption and he says something very powerful. He said, "If you overconsume, you might as well consider that what you've overconsumed." Like he, he gives example, he said, "Like food." He said, "You should just throw it in the trash," because the goal of eating is to benefit yourself, your body, your health. So, like if you're eating more than you need, or you're, or I are reckless in how we eat, he said, "It's like you're just throwing the food in the trash." Then he makes two other profound points. And we're going to talk in the khutbah about environmental justice, inshallah, on Friday. And that is, he said that you also are keeping this resource from someone else. And he said, and that's haram. Especially al-mustahiq, al- the person who needs it. Have you read that someone born in the United States will consume 13 times more than someone, for example, born in Brazil? That England like consumes... Almost four times more than the rest of the world and we consume consume, consume two times more than people in England. Like, how much are we consuming? <coughs> and that's why some some ulama said like contemporary spirituality is found in like environmental economic justice, racial justice. Right? That's ihsan with the creation. There's another hadith of the Prophet so some we'll get to in a second, but one time Abdul bin Umar radiyallahu anhu. He uh Abdullah bin Umar is very powerful. How how would you understand this in today's environment? Abdullah bin Omar refused to eat unless the people who were poor in his neighborhood ate with him. Like what kind of awareness did he have socially? Yeah, and he usually, like often, regularly, he when he would sit down to eat, he would ask where are the poor people in this neighborhood? I'm not gonna eat until they come and eat with me. And when you eat you have a conversation. Right? when you eat you get to know people. And once a person came who wasn't from those people, and كثيرا, Like he ate a lot. so Abdullah bin Umar said, Don't don't let this person come like I don't want him to come here anymore. He's not responsible in how he's consuming, in how he's living his life. The Prophet also said, We'll talk about this later. He said, you know, Ta'amul Isneen. Like if there's enough for two, kaf, thalatha then there's enough for three. Like if two people can eat it, it should be suffice for three. Another narration says it could suffice for four. Sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Another narration he said, well arba', the food that is sufficient for four can really suffice eight people. Like there's tremendous potential, man. I'll share with you something. It's a Friday appetizer for the khutbah. But this is really, really freaking incredible, man. In, in, in Arabi, sometimes a form of a noun, like for example, the form of human beings. jamma mudhakar as Right? It's a form that usually is, is applied only to like human beings. But when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala talks about the environment, He uses the same form was called Mulhaq Bijame salim Ibn marik said, Washibihi Bainiwa Sharuna, Uluwa Alamuna Illiyuna in this famous poem called Alfiyya we learned in Arabic grammar. Why would the environment be given the same form as human beings? Alhamdulillah Rabbi Al Alameen Muslimeen Alameen mu'mineen, Alameen. Why would the environment around us be given the same noun form as us? Why do you think that? No, you always answer. You're people's alibi, bro. You're a lawyer. He's really a lawyer too.
2: <laughs>
0: you should charge them if no one else will get to you. Yes, sir.
2: Um, I think because we all depend on each other. The environment depends on
0: other. Exactly. It's, it's like you're taking care of yourself. So, is that what you're going to say? No. I'm
2: sad. I'm okay, what are you going to say?
0: Let's see what you're going to say. You're not charging us by the hour, though, man.
2: I wouldn't say emphasizing the enormity of the rights of the environment just as people have
0: rights Ex- over Sipala, man. Sisters, please.
2: <laughs>
0: share, share, share something different. Okay. All right, let's hear it. Oh. Oh.
1: Yes, ma'am. We were all created by the environment and humans...
0: Yeah, and it, 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 it brings in the idea of like environmental justice, right? The environment has rights like you have rights. How you treat the environment is how you are going to be treated. That's insult to Fatiha. It's also so like you're affected by the environment so much that like when it rains, people have headaches because of the low pressure that's in the environment. Our
1: tissues expand, and subhanallah we get aches. Like mm. So,
0: It is though we're like one. one. Allahu Akbar. So I I was just thinking, why is so I'll explain it. Al Alamun, Al Alameen, the form of that noun Mufa'ileen is the form of humans. But Al alamin is talking about the environment, the world around us. As if to say you you're like this. You both have rights, you both have responsibilities, you both have to take care of each other, right? You both have to look after one another. Oh, Subhanallah, of fatiha, man. I had a teacher, he was 60 years old, he said that every time I stopped to study fatiha, I learned something from Senegal The Prophet وسلم, he said, He said that no human being ford- filled a vessel more dangerous than their stomach. Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Hasfu Adam, he said, it's sufficient for a person to eat. And he uses a metaphor like, this is what you need. Like, what you need to function properly. Right? What you need to function properly. We'll talk about that in a second. And he said, and if somebody like myself is not able to control themselves, he said, like, a third, a third, a third. A third for food, a third for drink, and a third for air. Sallallahu Alaihi Once we had a sheikh mashallah, I used to eat a lot, man. And uh, we were at this gathering and he was hooking it up. So one of the students said, yes, sheikh, a third. He said, this is my third. <laughs> I don't think the sheikh is understanding what's going down, man. Mm. So if we look at these narrations that we just mentioned, we see the idea of sustainability, right? It's enough for two, it's enough for four, if it's enough for four, it's enough for eight. We see that over-consumption, reckless consumption is forbidden. That's why in Al-Fatwa Hindia, which was a collection of fatwa that came from India years ago, says very clearly that reckless consumption is forbidden. There's a verse in the Qur'an that's also very powerful. Uh, it says, <laughs> Quran says, eat and drink, but don't waste. Here again in the Arabic, something that's there, that you don't find in the English, is la tusrifu, is a type of verb that needs an object. So la tusrifu in this, la tusrifu, don't waste in this way, don't waste in that way. But there's no object there. It just says, la tusrifu, don't waste what? We talked about this in Surah al la لا تقدموا right? Don't put forward. Put what forward? The idea is that any type of reckless consumption is looked down upon. Is frowned upon. yeah like we sh- I mean it's actually one of my teachers who used to say it's like bad Arab to make people eat I know it's the opposite right Imam Al-Ghazali said if you hate someone make them eat
1: <laughs> no
0: like literally because you're destroying their deen like he took they took it very seriously he was like it has a strong impact on their physical their mental their emotional health um, and all of us like I'm like I'm lactose intolerant man so like people trying to force me to eat something I can't eat that like oh wallahi brother wallahi wallahi and then I eat it and, like for 4 days man I'm just, I'm shot man like <laughs> you can't do anything right it's unfortunate but this also needs education like awareness right there the, has the, yeah, long long discussion but you know scholars need to be educating people on more than just the length of their beard and where their pants are right and the community needs to demand more also and also, everything doesn't have to come from scholars. You can facilitate community activists to come in and talk to the community, educate the community on issues. Right? Then he talks about, so what does it mean to like, consume responsibly? And we'll also talk about this when we go through like, the chapter on clothing. I mean, if you really want to talk about try to live an ethical life, try to buy clothing ethically. It's hard, man. Like, It's not easy. So the sheikh, he says, you know, I could actually... And here's just a side note for activists and religious people and scholars and activists and stuff. He said, you know, in this part of the book, Imam Ghazali mentions like some super ridiculous stories. That's been one of the criticisms of the Ihyah that uh, Imam Ghazali doesn't take anything away from him. It's academic criticism. He would mention stories like on the virtues of hunger that were harmful to people. Um, Like living a life which is not according to like the balance of the sunnah. But the shaykh, he, you know, he said, you know, why allow yadhaab al-zaman bayan radd al-fasid? Like, why waste time arguing? Like, Why waste time on that? That's not the purpose. And he noted earlier on, people love that. People like to get in the TMZ stuff. He's like, no, I want to stay focused. So then he brings up this important question. He said, what does it mean, at-taqallul? when it comes to consumption. He said there's like two extremes, right? Yeah, people just eat, like just going mad nuts. And then you have people who, like on the other end, like just don't eat at all. You find this in some of the classical books. In Egypt, when I lived there, there were some people who lived in these caves in a place called Muqattam and they thought they were like super righteous. Like, you live in a cave, man. <laughs> like there's a world that you have to engage. And then he said there's what's called taqallul, which means to be responsible, to reduce your consumption and he said that taqallu is the taqallul is the sunnah and this is the way of many of the early muslims but not all of them agreed upon this for example imam ahmed he didn't he didn't observe this because he said i need to eat to study and teach right there were other scholars like abdullah bin mas'ud that said if i if i don't eat enough like i can't hold the quran so like we shouldn't like go on and blast people some people may be very you know Alert and aware and cautious and other people they're not not living a life of opulence but mashallah they like to throw down don't go off on them he said something very very powerful though and I mentioned this before on a number of occasions he said you should know that what is asked of you in this regard and in في جميع الاحوال is a tawasut is moderation and this is one of the challenges sometimes especially with religion people tend to think that being hyper conservative is necessarily like the right answer where it's not always the right answer it could be problematic on the other end you have people who may think the opposite also but the idea is that it's dynamic it changes so he says رَحِمُهُ أَنَّ الْأَقْصَى فِي جَمِيعِ الْأَحْوَالِ he said, What's asked of you in Islam when it comes to your spiritual, like loving God or love, hate, trust, hope, is moderation. What's asked of you in your practice in life is moderation. We know those three people. People who came to say to Aisha, those three new Muslims, and they asked her, Hey, how does the Prophet live his life? And she said, Like, he, you know, this, 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 this. And then one of them said, Man, I'm going to fast for the rest of my life. The other said, I'm never going to marry. That's, I'm never going to sleep. And then Sayyidina Muhammad, he ran to them and he said, No, no, like, I, I'm married and I sleep and I eat. منني, who turns away from this path is not from me. So he said, as a simple, simple way to discipline yourself. When you're eating, he said, you should always stop when you still feel hungry. It's like, if you want to have taqallul, you should stop at, like, yes sir, the writer, Ibn Jozi. So he said, when you, when you feel like, you know, I could still eat some more, you're not, not starving, you should stop. He said, secondly, you should eat enough to make sure that you're healthy and that your mental faculties are functioning. And this is where he's critical of some of the more kind of extreme approaches, because he's like, you know, if you observe this kind of stringent restriction on diet, it's going to impact you, your health. And he said, that's forbidden. And also it's going to impact your mental cap- cap- capabilities. And we said always, like, that's one of the key components of worship. So he says you should eat enough to ensure that you're staying healthy, Mentally and physically, and then you should refrain. With enough time, where you're not like pa-pow, pow. and that's why I said, Umar al-Khattab once he saw a man who was very large around the waist, and this is—we're not talking about people that have health issues. Or, right? And he said, "Ma hada ya He said, "Hadabarakatuminallah." Yani. Umar. He said, "What's that?" He said, "This is barak." He said, "Bal He said, "No, man. This is like a punishment." Ibn Surini said the Sahaba were in shape. Like his description of the Sahaba. When I read this, I started going back to the gym. I was like, oh my God. <laughs> Trouble. Because I don't think people understand. When I when I quit being an Imam, I weighed 367 pounds. Because you have no time. You have no health insurance. And then the whole Ummah is blaming you for why they can't make their samosas warm at night. So like you, you're under tremendous pressure. Right? So it can be hard for people to, you know. So we got to give people space to, uh, to stay in shape. Once someone came to Sayyidina al-Hasan alayhi salam, and he, he, uh, he said to him, you know, eat, like what you're saying, like, well, hey, eat. And the guy said, no, no, I'm full. Like, I'm stuffed. And he said, subhanallah, يأكل muslim hatta لا يستطيع أن يأكل. He was like, man, a Muslim eats till he can't eat anymore? Like, rhetorically, like, this is how much you ate? I don't think you ate that much. <laughs> the other issue with, with, with this, and we need to take it beyond our own health and our own spirituality, is that consumption is impacting the world. And irresponsible consumption is having wrecking havoc on the society around us. But before we get into that, well, yeah, let's, let's do this. Why, why would the Prophet say that fish and ants pray for the person who has religious knowledge? Fish and ants. He said, <laughs> right? He said, Even the ants and the fish, they will pray for Mu'allimul <laughs> The person who teaches people goodness. Why would he say that? I and mean, what's the relationship between fish and ants and religious knowledge? Yes, sir. Um, if
2: you teach people good, they'll act in a way that you like the fish man
0: you benefit it, so, like etc. Right, mashallah what's your name? Jalal. Jalal, mashallah, man. Right. The outcome of religious knowledge is not only that people pray in the mosque and they eat zabiha. And they don't listen to Kelani. <coughs> the out, I'm just saying as a joke. The outcome of I have a daughter. The outcome of religious knowledge is that they should also be treating the environment in the right way, and and, and engaging the broader world in a way that those religious morals and that those ethics are now found in their practice, even with the animals, the hewanat, and everything else. Yes, sir. I mean that's that's a clinical issue, people that eat out of emotional distress. I think when I was an imam I ate out of emotional distress. You come home and like nail like two pizzas, dude. Play Xbox all night. <laughs> hey, you know, take it out on Call of Duty. Man, the uncle in the front row, man. <laughs> Fortnite, dude. Fortnite. Get the uncle in the front row. Um, because to be honest with you, and I know imams get a bad rep, but we don't have any way to protect Imam from clergy killers. The Christian community, they have they have actually an administrative policy called clergy killers. The person is like giving the clergy a hard time all the time, And like making their life hell. It can be tough. So I think those are clinical issues. Man, Allah Kareem, like Allah's merciful, right? Like these are people. You know, of course, man. Sometimes it's tough, man. Right. There's two other points that we'll make, and they're broader points. And then we'll we'll address a question for everyone to discuss, and then we'll go through some. What would be some religious, religious ethics related to, like, shopping in the grocery store? I'm challenging myself to do this. I may not do a good job. What would be, like, religious ethics when we go eat at restaurants? For example, my wife and I, not only because of budget, but we decided, like, let's just order one plate of food and share it, man. Right? The impact that that has on the world around you. Uh, when you go to the grocery store, like, why in Islam it would be mustahab to bring your own bag? When you have one million birds dying in the ocean because of plastic bags, you have 15,000 turtles. I actually like turtles dying because they eat these bags and and they can't digest their food and they die. So now I'm I'm going to Trader Joe's, I'm trying to do like whatever's right, going to Aldi's if I'm keeping it real, or I'm going to my local farmer, right? What would be like mustahab? What would be considered like a, a universal sunnah to observe poultry or meat we'll talk about meat seafood for our Hanafis who love seafood mashallah because they can't eat it be maliki and then dairy right what would be some of the kind of perhaps some guidelines that I'm not saying this is the end of all in things I'm experimenting a little here but some ideas I'll share with you on how we can be faithful uh, in our role as Animals, as human beings, that eat food and consume, yes. We're going to get to that. I said we're going to get to it. But before we talk about that, the sheikh says something I think is very important in the age of Instagram and what I consider to be online piety. The sheikh, he says, one of the things that you should really be careful about is if you decide to do this, is that you don't publicize it. Like you don't like say hey everybody like now I'm going to eat like ghazali make dua for me 30 day ghazali diet make dua I got abs inshallah get those ghazali abs <laughs> I mean that's scary but that's how it is sometimes like I need to get those Abdul Qadir triceps dude and he said there's a reason for this because he said the desire for food is considered Less evil than the desire for fame. With religion. So he said, like in the name of like, con- like controlling like, this small desire now, I've used that to broadcast what? Perhaps a greater need. I'm using that as a proxy to justify my piety. And he said, this undermines the goal of religion, which is to worship Allah alone. Now, of course, if someone does this, like, you know, because they want to help other people, encourage other people, hey, let's all, like, live responsibly, like, that's different. But if I'm like, wow, I'm so freaking pious today, like, mashallah, like, I just felt like taqwa oozing through my veins, and that's problematic. So he said, be careful of this. Now, I'm going to pose a question to you because... I, I truly believe that a form of ihsan, and I'm, I'm by no means saying I do this, like I'm also evolving. We're all evolving. We all learn something, and we're all learning, and we're all screwing up. But if you were to look kind of what we talked about, Islamic, some of the Islamic ethics on consumption are responsibility, sustainability, we, we, we know one of the great axioms of Islam is that harm should not take place. La darara fil Islam. There's no harm in Islam. Like a, a believer is really about limiting his or her harm on people and the world around them. Why would the Prophet ﷺ say to Aisha when she slandered that lady, why would he say to her, check out the hadith? If you were to take the words you said and put them in the pure ocean, it would pollute it. So it's telling you that backbiting and what are both problematic. What do you infer from this hadith? Backbiting is a, great, a grievous sin that he compared to what? Pollution. But again, man, can I, you know, I think I should talk to the people about not eating at McDonald's. You know, I think I should tell them, you know, not to play Gears of War 4. Like, we have to bring a critical sense of thought to our texts. Because the world is becoming much more complex and critical. And just for our own, like our own, like finding sometimes validation through our spiritual traditions, like very important. Things that concern us don't always have to be validated by our religion. But it's good when they are, mashallah. So the question, I want you guys to jump into a group with each other. And the question I want you to just answer is, have you thought about your... SubhanAllah, man, that's the speech. Have you... It's like hard to listen when someone's quoting MLK. Uh, Have you thought about your role as a believer? And how do you shop with faith ethics? It's a weird question but that's good, we need to be uncomfortable a little bit. So you're gonna introduce yourself, and you can't sit with someone you know, right? We got clicks at ICNYU, we need to stop the <laughs> click stuff, right, not, no clicks here, right? Try to sit with someone maybe that you have not met before. Um, I don't, I'm not worried about genders, if brothers and sisters, almost, I, I'm not, I, don't, I don't have this kind of issue. I don't sexualize the masjid. Um, this is the masjid, it's not a bar. Um, introduce yourself and then talk about what what have you done or what are you trying to do or have you thought about right how you can limit your impact on the environment through your consumption and we'll take like 10 minutes to do that and then we're gonna come back and share some ideas some re- kind of religious rooted values uh, I really benefited from our conversation that day because you, well, you were telling me about like how things are looked at you know and uh, I appreciate that conversation and we'll talk about what are some of the values that we may be able to bring as Muslims into this conversation, inshallah. So the question you're going to talk about is, what are you doing as an individual, right, to limit your carbon footprint? What are you doing to think about the sustainability of the environment through your purchases or through your consumption? Um, and then we'll come back in like 10 minutes, inshallah. Fadda. <laughs> Okay, bismillah. Alhamdulillah. <laughs> salatu was was salamu ala Sayyidina Rasulillah. Wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa man wala. Sorry about earlier, man. But, uh, I know, but I know what people do, man. Awesome. Who wants to share with us something interesting they heard? Even, mashallah, one sister online because <laughs> uh, it's on Facebook Live. So she 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 said... Um, oh, let me find it. It's like a really nice comment. Sister Zibachan. So she, she, she said... Uh, you can hear me talking. <laughs> wow, I look really tired. Man, I didn't know. Man. My, wife, my wife's going to watch this and be like, are you okay? So she... Oh, I can't see it now. But she actually talked about how... Um, they buy less plastic, they watch for ingredients, non-GMOs, no high-fructose corn syrup, and her husband makes his own compost in the back of their house. Like, you know, that's all edger. Like, that's all in a, in a general way of following Sunnah. The Sunnah of being responsible, right, and helping others. And There was another sister that talked about how um, she participates in a circular economy by only buying second-hand clothing. Right, like Some dope people in our community. man. And then there's, I know a masjid in Houston that actually is green certified. And then in Boston, when I was there, they got solar panels. So let's hear from you all wonderful people. Let's start with our sisters who's ready to share something interesting they heard. Yes, ma'am. Dahlia.
2: Right. or like taking like long like, really long showers that they could be like relaxing but if you're doing it every other day maybe like consider
0: like being like wasteful right yeah. that's true that's awesome uh, other sisters yes ma'am
1: Right. Um,
2: stop
0: it. My greatest fitness tortilla chips, man. Just love them, man. Like you just come home from a workout and you need that salt, you know? And just like, man, just some guac- guacamole's healthy fats, like Shaitan starts to lie to you. He's like, man, guacamole's like healthy make it with Greek yogurt. Yeah, okay. Then you eat the whole bag. You're like what happened to the Greek Greek yogurt? Like, I get played so many times. And then that Halo Top ice cream, it's like supposed to be full of protein. (laughs) You're like, dude, look at my buys, dude, they're coming in. I mean, the Halo Top. (laughs) I hate that stuff, man. I always lose. I always lose that battle. Right. Anyone else? Yes. Yeah, one of the etiquettes that we'll talk about is like buying local. Like if you buy it, have you ever thought about like Trader Joe's has that halal meat from New Zealand, right? I also lost my mind when I saw it. I can't lie. But then you start to think like how the heck did meat get here from New Zealand? Like, What was the effort that the impact on the world that brought that meat from New Zealand to Brooklyn? Brothers. Yes, sir. don't shop when you're yes, hungry yes. but it's so hard it's so hard that's the best time to shop <laughs> shop with passion shop with passion <laughs>
1: uh, but uh, a long term uh, right we're talking about budgeting and financing and shopping how you can save. but when you go in there you know what you have only shopping when things are on sale it also helps you think about what you have at home what you need mm-hmm. okay we can do away with that we don't having that long term uh, memory um, of what you need and helps you really, well we don't really need that, it's not something that you need, having a plan when you go in helps you figure out and, and knowing what you have in the house helps you figure out and helps you cut back long term and the last item we talked about is um, avoiding all you can eat halal joints all you can eat any kind of because
0: <laughs> you know, that's where's that, that all you can eat halal
1: joint
0: <laughs> <laughs> you got all you can eat halal in New York dude, what <laughs> Where's that? Like Brazilian barbecue in New York? Where's that? Hello? All right, we got you. So <laughs> you said three things. The first was, um, i just repeat it for people can hear online. Uh, don't shop, uh, when you're hungry, hungry when you're or hungry. even emotionally vulnerable. So like have a list or a plan. Right. Try to avoid all you can eat. Yeah, my trainer told me something interesting. When nutritionists told me if you're gonna eat chips, put it on a plate. I was like, I hate that, man. You <laughs> know, play out the whole bag, right? And then they said, don't watch TV or be online while you eat, because like, you, it's like people don't blink when they look at computers. Their eyes get dry. Like you don't, we don't think about being human while we're doing things like that. So you just start eating, man. And then if you're watching the Notebook. You're going to eat the whole bag because <laughs> you're going to be emotionally vulnerable. Hey, tell me what you want. <laughs> Crunch. <laughs> right? And then the third thing was avoid all-you-can-eat places. Awesome. Other, We'll take, like, one more. Yes, sir. Um, so, Jalan. Jello. I, I really
2: thought of, like, Yeah. Labor. So you can search up um, this particular logo, so if you ever find a topic, uh, you can make sure that um, you're buying up these logos, so at least if you know from a humane source. And also one other thing, um, like you said, with mass consumption, it's also like the clothing business. So like these places that have like, you know, um, you walk in and they're like 20 of the same place. Like, those places are like H&M. <laughs> yeah. Fast food clothing. It's like fast food clothing. It's good for people, obviously, for some people that can't afford it, but it's also um, by buying from these places kind of like you're um adding to the fuel to the fire because then they have to like make these places and they have to make them cheap so it's gonna be in, in the main factory. So if you can afford it, um maybe buy you know, a little high higher end clothing, um, it's better, probably gonna be better quality
0: anyway so, like mm. But you know, like, economically very- Yeah, they say like it like places like H and M, Zara, like they have a very very significant impact just on the environment because like H&M, you like wear it once. My daughter told me. I could never find my size at H&M. But like, like you're going to wear it once, and it's going to like throwaway clothing, right? But that throwaway clothing is having a massive impact. We're going to talk about that when we get to clothing, inshallah. So those are awesome, and, and please feel free to continue the conversation like afterwards. Um, but here's just some, some thoughts I'll share with you. Uh, I, I might be right unless I'm wrong. Uh, just trying to think about like how Islamic ethics may look at some of these things. And please feel free to add or share or critique. Like Again, I'm not going to get upset unless it makes me mad. So the first is at home. Like, What are some things we can think about? Because all this is ni'mah. Like When you think about the hadith in Bukhari, when Sayyidina Muhammad ate, this dinner with Sayyidina Abu Bakr, Sayyidina Umar, and then afterwards he you said, like, you're going to be asked about this. Like, I need to be aware, like, if I'm wearing clothes that a child made, like, people are like, where do you, want, like, let's go, like, I, I think it's cool people go to Umrah. I personally won't go to Saudi Arabia until they change what they're doing. I already did my hajj and my Umrah, so khalas. Um, I just don't want to put money into people that are bombing Yemen. Um, it's hard. I live here, too. They're bombing everyone as well. Um, but I feel like we should do, like, trips, like, not only to Umrah, like, we should go to sweatshops in Bangladesh. Like, see where your Nikes are made. Like, I think Muslims should do stuff like this. Like, we should visit places where people, like, suffer because we live nice. Because, like, it's easy. Opulence is, uh, is, like, it can put you in a coma. Like, comfortability puts people, like, in a coma. Those of us who went to Chicago on our trip, like, we met someone who actually shot and killed a very famous person. And, like, then everything happened in Florida. You know, so like you, you found yourself like a little bit more woke. That's the word, right? Like, like more kind of aware of what's happening. So when the prophet said to say to Bakr and say, "No, Omar," like you're going to be asked about this food, man. Like, dang, right? Imagine if my food or my clothing came through, like child labor, people being exploited, farmers being forced to sell things at a cheaper rate some kind of exploitive means that's why we say oh Allah forgive me what I know and forgive me for what what I don't know so let's start with the home number one is like reduce waste like, it's like limit our waste number two is turn waste into a resource like a compost for example number three like use leftovers like leftovers are not a Abian. Well I, sometimes it tastes even better when it's cold. It's like and leftovers, man. You can even double up recipes so like you can think about how I'm gonna use this twice. And and when you do this have niyah. Like this is for Allah. Try once a week to put everything on your plate that's locally purchased. Sister, I'm sorry. I don't. I forgot your name. Forgive me. Shada. Shada, Shada right? So she's saying, like, try to buy local. Go to a farmers market. Like, so try once. Like, if you're cooking, well, lie. That's hard to do, too, man. I ask something, so for yeah. Because it's adapted to the local allergens. Yeah, I've heard that too. Yeah. So like when you buy local, like you're limiting the impact that took to bring that food to you, right? And then it's helping you with your allergies. When you go out, I do this with my wife. We're trying to do this, it's hard, man. Um, And I'm gonna be honest, I did it first just out of economic kind of motivation. It's just like order one meal. It's cool, too, you learn about each other. Like, tonight you choose. Oh, wow, I never knew you liked sushi. You know, like, you learn... Like, you know, you learn, like, <laughs> cool things about each other, man. Right? Especially in a, in a marriage, you always want to find new things to talk about, right? You want to always un- discover things about each other. That's really cool, right? So you learn more, like, stuff, right? Yes, sir? It's like you're to like together all the food in one, one, uh,
1: one plate. One plate. You know, <laughs> <Alayhi salatisana. laughs> because uh his companions uh Shteko, like we are not we are not uh getting enough of from uh, from our food. Hmm. Yeah, he told them, he advised them to, to, to gather all the food in the same one day. Subhanallah. So you're gonna have more barakah. Yeah. So, uh, like when we have everything in Islam. SubhanAllah, like, we,
0: just, we have we have insufficient insufficient like understanding critical thinking. Like
1: You just think about Islam is just like worship, like making four, five raka, uh, like five, uh, five prayers a day in the city.
0: What wh- What's your name, brother? Ah? What is your
1: name?
0: <laughs> Ma It's like Islam is like,
1: it's like Darby education. It's like your neighbor. It's like your community. I I really really like the way you reminded, or you reminded us about like, the pollution, and you tighten it like. Like a Muslim has to care about his environment. Like really, because uh, Allah said in the Quran
0: uh It's mm.
1: like God made this earth like very beautiful. Al like there's everything good from God, and everything bad, you make kasabat eidina like from our deeds. Allah akbar like if you do something like you have it back like an inkling like shukran like sallallahu if you do good things you're going to find good things if you, the, if you do bad things you're going to be punished in
0: different ways and Allah know, Allah is going to punish us barakallahu so he's saying you know the hadith or the prophet some people came to him and they said like we're hungry he said well, you should share you should eat from the same plate and then he mentions a verse it's I'm trying not to get the khutbah now man um, I got to practice too uh, the mirror doesn't talk back to you. Um, the verse in the 30th chapter that says, you know, corruption and pollution has appeared on the earth because of what people have done. islahiha. Allah said, like, don't pollute the earth. And also, There are some evil people, right? The Quran says, even the heavens and the earth didn't cry for them. Because how they treated it. So they weren't good to it, so it didn't have any sense of empathy. And we know that the Prophet ﷺ, when he moved from his tree stump, what did it do? It cried. So like we believe there is. la Allah said, you don't understand how these things praise Allah, but they praise Allah. So we believe there is like a relationship. Um, let me make this quick. I apologize for taking time. Anyone have something want to share though before we move? Everybody has like really cool ideas, mashallah. عفوا فضل
1: so, uh, the human body is like three thirds. No. like this is like some like Make third, mm. for, for eating, third for eating, for, for drinking, and food for mm. And it's, it's like true when you eat, or eat you're gonna
0: sleep. you, pray, you, mm. worship, you, you know. There was actually, sorry, go ahead, Father. You know, when we started, we explained this. No, it's okay. It's good. We explained this hadith earlier. But you know, there was a, a sahabia, her son, he didn't pray Tajud. And uh, she asked, why? And they said, he overeats. She said, if he dies, I'm not going to pray janez on him because he eats too much. She's a tough mom, dude. Like, like <laughs> Mashallah. But the point is like like mashallah, man. Like like I, I needed that. So let's let's off <laughs> on Just because of time. So let's just quickly go through these and then and then we'll finish. And then if you guys want to continue the conversation, the space is, is yours. Um so at at home, um and then we said going out, so try to share meals together, right? Um, Avoid carb-filled food. Like, you know, there's food that they purposely load with carbs to make you hungry, Most of that is like genetically modified nonsense. You should avoid that. Um, Avoid avoid, uh, when you're eating out like bottled water. There's like studies that show it actually doesn't have, it's not any better than tap water. New York has some of the best tap water in the world. The problem is our pipes. Which bring the water to us, but still. So you get a filter, but when you when you don't use those plastic bottles, um, it has a long term benefit the world around us. Yes. yes. Desani water is filtered tap water. Yeah, exactly. Dasani water. A- Go ahead. Sorry.
2: Yes, it's not spring water. or anything. It's like, I think you just take New York City tap water and sell it. back. You Dasani water. New York City tap
0: water a yeah, it's New York City That's tap water being sold on the market, basically. Yes. Oh good, yeah, don't use straws. Right? Again, the plastic. Man, you guys are killing it tonight, man. Alhamdulillah. It. No, it's, I love this, like it's good.
2: I don't know if this is true, but like they actually say I know this sounds stupid, but like they say like the iron from the pipes actually like helps benefits
0: people. I don't know if that's I have no idea, man. I'm gonna let you I'm gonna let you carry that fatwa home tonight.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: I, I'm not involved. <laughs> Builds character. Builds character. Uh, and when you're out you should try to eat at restaurants again, Shadda talked about this that serve local food right try to shop local uh, when it comes to dairy be hormone, and we have a doctor here mashallah so correct me on anything too and any environmental pros like don't feel shy to tell me I'm off uh, be hormone free like when you, when you go for dairy um, look local again, organic uh, you should watch on YouTube, like, videos of how they force these cows to, like, produce as much milk, man. Like, there's no way a milkman could drink that milk that comes from that cow, like, and, like, not feel guilty, man. They, it's uh, horrible, like, what they're doing. <coughs> For example, and, and then you should cut back on things, like, one pound of cheese is equivalent to, like, 11 pounds of carbon dioxide. I love cheese, man. I hate to hear that. But, like... <laughs> Like think about how it's impacting the world around you. Uh, we talk about meat. Don't ask me about the biha and the biha. That's that's what would happen. We'd open up that discussion, and then we won't learn how to live as human beings. So eat less meat because meat it does have the greatest impact of food items on global warming. Um, the impact of our ever warming earth. Um, go local. And again, the example I wrote here, what does that mean? Like, when I buy meat from New Zealand and I freaking live in Brooklyn, how did that meat get to here? Like, a lot of effort happened. A lot of energy was expended. A lot of gas was used to fly that meat to Trader Joe's and then be delivered to Trader Joe's. So, like, it's impacting. So when I buy local, like, if I go to, like, a local halal farm, like, I'm, I'm able to, like, cut out so many negative influences and impactors on the environment. When you eat halal meat, make sure it doesn't have antibiotics, antibiotic antibiotics and hormones and all of these sodium nitrates. Right? That's hard to do. But if we ask it happens. Right? There's a KFC in front of the haram. Anything can happen halal now. Um
1: Exactly. There's
0: a Rolex right in front of the cabin. A Rolex store. That would be interesting. Uh, when it comes to seafood, there's a place called the Marine Steward Council. You should go check them out online. The Marine Steward Council uh, will give you like guidelines of how you can eat seafood in America. And not destroy the sea. I'll just save you some time. What was it called? The marine stewardship council. Ship. Yeah, stewardship council. When it comes to produce, go local, eat more of it. It's like because it's really good for you. I'm saying I'm talking to myself too. Go organic, and eat it raw if you can, because even when you when you use energy to like cook it. Heat it up, you lose the nutrients sometimes also. And again, we're using, we're consuming. Uh, when you shop, this is really cool, man, make tawaf. I like this, like make tawaf. You know when you go to the Kaaba? Where's the best place to make tawaf without bothering anybody and getting hurt? It's like on the outside. Right, so when you go to a grocery store, look at what's on the outside aisles and look at what's on the inside. What's on the outside? Like as soon as you turn to your left, what do you see? This is psychological because then you'll think everything else in the store is healthy. It's deep. And usually it's on the right side because the studies show people usually go on the right. But in New York, we're so tiny, you can't, there ain't no right and left. It's just, just go in. Like if you can get in, it's good. But the point is the first thing you see immediately reminds you of what? Like this is a safe place. This is a place of potatoes and oranges. And then you're like, man, how did I get these spicy chai Doritos, dude? Like, I saw oranges and celery. So stay on the outside aisles, man. Make tawaf. Go try to do this and see everything usually on the outside aisles healthy. Because it, it can't stay long. Like, one of one of the person I knew as a nutritionist was like, if you eat something that can last, like, over a year in a bag, it's probably... Not a good idea to eat this. It's not maybe very good for you. Number two is use your own bag. So I gave an example. There's, they say now estimates around a million birds a year are dying just because of plastic bags being thrown into the ocean. They're not biodegradable. So they end up, and if you don't have a bag, at least ask for something that's biodegradable. You should ask for it. Number three, buy things that have minimal packaging. Like, what's the packaging on an orange? (laughs) Freaking peel, dude, like, it's perfect, an apple, right? Right, so it's saying, like, try to buy things that have minimal packaging. And these are religious ethics. Doing that means I'm now religiously, like, engaged, I'm living. See, we have to take our Islam from existing to living. We exist, but how do we live, right? Avoid bottles, and then kind of what the brother I'm sorry, I don't have your name, sir, forgive me, Ibrahim. brother Ibrahim is shop with a vision like why what what am I here for like what do I need to buy, what am I trying to purchase and then understand like living in America means like we're part of a massive problem, like just by being here, right, so how can we Again, zuhid now becomes a mechanism of resistance, spiritual resistance to, like, because when we talk about these kind of things, we can't talk about it without mentioning divestment. Like, How do I divest from it? Like, How do I pull away from certain things? Any other uh, thoughts before we move on? Next week we'll talk about the other component. Yes, sir, Ibrahim. Yeah, and and stay in touch with what BDS. I, I believe being part of BDS is like fault. I'm be honest with you. Um, this is my personal opinion. Like I, Palestine is non-negotiable. Um. So yeah, the other thing is just imagine how much impact you could have if you fasted Monday and Thursday. It's like just fast Monday and Thursday. Fast three days a month, right? If you can, if you can't because you're not healthy, have the niyat to it. You still get the reward. How lucky you are, right? Yeah, uh, yes, brother Jannah. Oh.
2: So everyone knows hadiths like Allah's beautiful, He loves beauty. It's like in regards to like clothes, like when we buy, like people like looking nice like buy and buying new clothes. Is there like something we should say before, like is there the like intention?
0: No, no, uh, because buying clothes, actually, the intention for buying clothes should be to look nice. You know, the Sahaba, they came to the Prophet and they said, Some of us like nice clothes. We like nice shoes. He's like, No, 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 that's okay. Right? It's the difference between dressing nice and being opulent. Mm -hmm. So,
2: should our
0: intention just be like that? Like, we're trying to look nice? Yeah, alhamdulillah, I don't don't want to look bad. And also, like, clothing generally falls under what's permissible, right? Yes. Like, in
2: New York, like, if you want to look good and still not necessarily buy something that's right off the rack, like, just go up and down these streets, you will find a shop that has secondary clothing that is top-tier stuff, especially now. There's a whole trend of secondary market clothing where you find it, and it is dope stuff. Like, my nephew's like an expert at the stuff that he's putting me on. He's he like, I bought that as a thrift. And I'm just like, really? I'm like, oh that is dope. Then I bought this as a thrift. And, like, one, you get dope clothing at a discount, and two, you don't necessarily have to part of the whole system of consumption. And stuff like
0: that. Mm-hmm. that was something that was going through my mind like being in New York City is a And 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 one thing uh we, we sorry because of time we have to stop, forgive me. Uh is for example, Iman in Chicago, when they found out that Whole Foods was coming into Inglewood, right? They began to partner with other religious organizations to make sure that Whole Foods would ensure job opportunities for people who lived in the neighborhood and also affordable, healthy food options. Like the last point is that where I shop, where I purchase, right? I need to make sure as a consumer that they're doing what they should do not to destabilize existing economies and neighborhoods in the city in the name of gentrification. Um, That also is a responsibility as a believer. So we'll get to clothing and other things like in the future. That's going to come, inshallah. Barakalafikum is like been uh, like really awesome to see everybody like engaged uh, and active and we ask Allah to forgive us and forgive all of us and maybe maybe we can create like a club of people at the I C N Y U that like talks about how you can like shop like healthy eating in New York City that's like in line with religious ethics, right? It's very important. What we end up doing is going the biha non the biha and we stop the discussion. And, that, and, and, and that's what fiqh does. Fiqh is a science of al-juziyyat. And if fiqh in its nature deals with particular issues. So we've taken particular issues and made that the maqasid. That's, what, that's all we're going to do. Whereas behind, behind that is like, you want to go eat out there? I don't really care. Like honestly, people tell me, is it okay if I eat the biha? I don't care, man. Don't eat the biha. Like I got bigger issues. I got bills, man. I went through an easy pass without my freaking thing. Like, eat what you want, man. There's fuqaha to say yes, fuqaha to say no. But no faqih is gonna say that you can eat food, which was procured by oppressing somebody. All the fuqaha will agree on this. But we're busy arguing about eating five guys, five salat, five pillars, right? That's not an issue for us. What is the issue is now the type of consumption and. One thing I didn't talk about is if we're buying from people who serve halal, we need to make sure that these animals were treated properly when they were killed. That is another kind of important component for especially people who are slaughtering. So we ask Allah, this is a conversation that we could continue uh, to give us barakah and give us tawfiq. Wa sallallahu alayhi wa sallam.